Hi, I'm Alois Mungira and you're listening to the CFM Sport Podcast. Z. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behavior. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's CFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. It's a very good evening, Zimbabwe. It is uh, our review show. Manic Monday, we call it here on ZFM Sport. On the home front today, Highlanders coach Jose Brito says he always believed his side could score goals and even win the match as Borsa came back from two goals down to draw two all with Chicken In in an entertaining Wallahio derby played at Barber Fields yesterday. That's just one of the stories that we're going to do a deep dive into along with the team in studio. Mike Madoda, Chris Meadzi, our producer Sean Tafirinik and my name is Barry Manan. But that's not the only one Because there are others in international sports news Black Ferns winger Ruby Tui Is proud of her side's turnaround As hosts New Zealand recovered from conceding Three first half tries To beat Australia 41-17 In their opening uh, Rugby World Cup match At Eden Park on Saturday and Around the world in 60 We have updates from Australia The United States And a very significant one from Singapore For the second half of the show Is the Castle Lager World Football Report And we kick it off in Germany The Bundesliga Where Borussia Dortmund's Anthony Modest Headed in a last gasp equaliser To complete a sensational two-goal comeback as Dortmund snatched a two-all draw against arch-rivals Bayern Munich in Der Klassiker with teammate Jude Bellingham said felt like a win. In Italy, Napoli striker Giovanni Simeone hailed his side's consistent run of form as they took command of Serie A with a 4-1 win at Cremonese which moved his team two points clear at the top. And in the Premier League, Arsenal forward Bukayo Saka says winning against Liverpool is a sign of the growth of the team as the Gunners continued their blistering start to the season with a crucial 3-2 victory against the Reds to return to the top of the Premier League standings. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. Sasha, local sports news wrap with some golf news where Zimbabwe's professional golfer Robson Chinoy won his second major tournament in two weeks after he won the Lubumbashi Open at Lubumbashi Golf Club in the Democratic Republic of Congo yesterday. The Royal Harare-based golfer recorded his second win after he also won the Kinshasa Open two weeks ago. Chinoy became the 24th winner of the weekend's tournament after he carded rounds of 71, 67 and 74 for a total 7 under par. Head over to Athletics Long Distance Run missed the World Athletics Championship qualification after he romped home in 2 hours 15 minutes and 39 seconds in the Generali Munich Marathon in Germany yesterday. Although the Zimbabwean finished in a commendable 8th place, it was far off the mark for the global meet qualification. The qualifying time for the Men's World Championships Marathon is 2 hours, 9 minutes and 40 seconds and for women 2 hours and 28 minutes. 
finish off with some great news out of boxing. Kunakwashe Take Money Chiwandere's challenger Zulina Munoz of Mexico has arrived in the country. Chiwandere is scheduled to defend her World Boxing Council Super Bantamweight interim title against the Mexican at the Harare International Conference Center on Friday. The fight, which was initially billed for the 27th of August before being moved to the 1st of October, has been hanging in the balance all along due to logistical issues. But all is now set for the much-awaited showdown, which will mark Zimbabwe's first time to host a WBC-sanctioned world title fight. From Rufaro to Barberfield, Mandava to Nyahunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. Yes, indeed. Your Castle Lager Premier Soccer League match day 30 results are looking like this. Uh, Black Rhinos 2-0 winners over 10X. FC Platinum 1-0 winners over Rentos courtesy of a Walter Musona uh, goal just after the break. Harare City 1-0 uh, draw with Ngezi Platinum Stars. Wow, Bulawayo City uh, beat Bulawayo Chiefs 1-0 in that Bulawayo derby. Uh, ZPC Kariba 3-0 winners over Nika Diamonds and in Triangle 1-0 winners over Yada while Dynamos beat Wawa 1-0 at the National Sports Stadium yesterday. Cramble Bullets upended by Caps United. Uh, Caps United uh, firmly now surviving uh, the dreaded chop in the league. They won that match 1-0. But the one we want to camp out on is the Bulayo derby uh, between Chicken Inn and Highlanders. Now Highlanders coach Jose Brito. Uh, says he was always he's always believed his side could score goals and even win the match as Borso uh, came back from two goals down to draw two all with Chicken Inn in an entertaining Wallaya Derby played at Barberfields yesterday. It was Highlanders a third premiership game without a victory having last registered a win when they beat Triangle 2-0 on the 11th of September at Barberfields. Let's get let's get the post-match thoughts of Highlanders coach Jose Brito que viram em dois jogos consecutivos de 0-2 para 2-2. So we we uh, we had the feeling on the half time that we will score goals on this game. And okay, we concede two, but if we analyze the first one is what is. The second one was so short time difference be- between the first and the second was a gap of focus, a gap of concentration. After that the boys they had a heart of lion, they fight too much and they deserve the, the one point at least. But if we look average game, in our opinion, we were more close of the winning than them. Uh, the thoughts there of Highlanders coach Jose Britos talking about uh, the fact that uh, he thought that they could always get goals in this match Mike and in truth uh, it looked like Highlanders started the match with a plan stuck to it and it worked out in the end yeah I think uh, again uh, we of course uh, take a look at uh, the brains trusted at Highlanders and the work that they've done uh, they are trying to establish a system a way of playing uh, a way that Highlanders approaches games and we've seen this to be very consistent in the matches that we've watched Highlanders in operation they are playing in almost the same way no matter who the opposition is now uh, they are both positives and negatives to that mm-hmm. because you know what uh, teams can suss you out but also the positives are that once you develop like efficiency uh, it doesn't matter what the opposition is able to suss out but yeah. you're just operating at such an efficient uh, level and at a, such a heightened level of uh, execution uh, that you invariably get the job done and we're beginning to see this uh, because this Highlanders team was struggling for goals. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't just struggling in terms of getting good results, but it was also struggling to score goals. But we've seen in a number of matches now Highlanders score two goals, three goals uh, rather comfortably. Mm. And in 
big games too. Yeah. Uh, anytime you know you're up against Chicken Inn and FC Platinum, both teams who are supposed to be some of the better defending sides in the country, and you're able to score four goals in those two matches, it means that you are doing something right. Yeah. But what Highlanders need to guard against are those slow starts, yeah. or where they allow the opposition to score first, because invariably they're always chasing the game mm. towards the end of it. They're, they're becoming a bit of a Chris uh, second half team because uh, in truth they've bossed the last two uh, second halves had they had better first halves in both games that they've played uh, the results would have been vastly different because uh, in truth controlling matches uh, seems to be not the problem the problem is actually ensuring that they keep the door the, the back door closed uh, and can then goals, get goals the other side and I think it will also relieve a lot more pressure on them I think when they're now playing in that second half they're under quite a lot of pressure mm. uh, especially if they're playing at home in order for them to make sure that they are able to leave that game with either a draw or a win and I think for Highlanders if they are able to score their scoring rate in the second half if they could get the same in the first half I think we'd be seeing a very different team but like Mike said this is a system that's been in development so I think there are tweaks that are going to be made especially going into next season where we'll be able to see a proper 90 minute start to finish Highlanders yeah I think so because also there's there's likely to be new playing resources that come in maybe not many uh, but certainly some playing resources that come in on the game Gamecock side uh, the great thing is we've got Alice Bungira a former Golden Boot winner on the Gamecock side um, uh, you you know you knew what to expect and that's exactly what we saw uh, the ability to uh, be very organised uh, very compact to try and make sure that Highlanders was kept at arm's length and then when you win the ball break quickly get into the box and try and get something uh, uh, almost not necessarily counter-attacking football but very much fast break football yeah, they're quick on the break, you know, as always. Uh, I, I don't know uh, why, why Joey Antipas took long to actually realise that he needs uh, young talent uh, that are vibrant, more vibrant, to actually suit the way he wants the game to be played. You know, you could actually pick now that they, for, they, they need to play on the quick break. And like, like you said, it's not a, not a counter-attack, mm. but it's just quick breaks. They thrive on that and they, they do it very well. I think uh, he... he Chicken in as a, as a team, they actually let uh, let the nation down by, by not chasing FC Platinum all the way to the wire. Because it's not down to the wire at the moment, but we we thought that they were going to do that because he is capable. He is a very capable coach, yeah. and I, I I hope that next season he can actually retrack uh, retrace his uh, his his methods, especially his re- the recruitment. Right. You know, so that you know he can actually get players that play the way he wants football to be played, so that you know what they can actually give it a go and, and uh, for the championship. Pro- and give it a proper go. I think yeah, there, yep. there's some players that he needs to uh, send out to pasture. I'm talking about youth, Mike. Uh, someone who isn't afraid to blood in new talent is Jose Brito, yeah, uh, giving yeah. Mason Mushore, Mushore uh, uh, a, a debut. And uh, in truth, the boy didn't disappoint. Yeah, he didn't disappoint. Uh, rave reviews about Mason. Now, we talked about him uh, with Chris uh, on Friday, uh, mm. that this was uh, an opportunity for him, especially if uh, the anticipated changes were going to be made. Uh, and he was likely to step into the breach in midfield. He got that role he got that start uh, I think you and I of course uh, got the news I mean uh, in the morning on yeah. Sunday we were so excited for the young man mm. uh, having seen him uh, come through the, the system at, at Golden Eagles uh, and he was able to show the faithful at Imagumeni what he's all about yeah. uh, he isn't just your conventional holding midfielder you know uh, who's able to scrap it out and uh, win possession but he's actually able to play a bit yeah. uh, when in possession short passes long passes mm. uh, he's got that uh, long raking ball that 40 yard away he switches play yeah. and he does it ever so well so uh, good lad and good height 
distance and can shoot from distance. I mean, he showed that. Uh, yeah, I mean, he unleashed. He unleashed the thunderbolt in this game yeah. uh, and uh, could have scored for Highlanders, but it narrowly missed the upright. So, yeah. uh, a good start to his tenure. What I want to see is the coach just have a bit more faith to say, you know what? I've thrown him into the deep end against a quality side like Chicken mm. In. Let me give him a run of games. Yeah. Uh, let me not just drop him the next game because yeah. maybe you know one of the starters may be back. But let me see what he's able to do over two or three matches, four matches, uh, and to see if he's a real option for the Highlanders' first team for next season. Yeah, and uh, I can I can certainly answer Jose Brito if you ask those questions, and I'm sure Alois you can answer as well. No, that yes, is I definitely can. an option definitely. going forward. All right, your league positions after this we have match day, uh, match day 30 of uh, the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League. Uh, FC Platinum uh, out in front. I think all they need is a win this weekend, and it's all three points done. and it's done. Uh, three points and it's done. Dynamo's now in second. Uh, they're on 56 uh, points. That's 11 points adrift of FC Platinum. Chicken in now in third. Uh, as Alois said, they've let the nation down. <laughs> a bit dramatic, but uh, we, we get the points. <laughs> <It is. laughs> 12 points behind FC Platinum. Gezi Platinum stars in fourth. Uh, take short Jirai. We're doing a fantastic job. And Gezi Platinum stars are 47 points they're sitting on. And the Highlanders are completing the top five. Who would have thunk it? Highlanders in the top five after the start that they had. Set to be cut adrift, cut into Division 1 football. Harare City, 10x, Blayo City and Wawa. Harare City fighting for their lives. Zepi Zikariba not exactly safe. They are a mere four points above the drop zone and they all want to put some daylight between themselves and those relegation candidates. Right, straight after the break, we're talking about the Women's Rugby World Cup. From the front of the grid to the back of the net, it's ZFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. All right, now Black Ferns winger Ruby, Ruby Tui uh, is proud of her side's turnaround as the host New Zealand recovered from conceding three first-half tries to beat Australia 41-17 in their opening Rugby World Cup match at Eden Park on Saturday. The Wallaroos had never beaten the Black Ferns in 22 previous tests but started the match in a determined mood as they attempted to spoil the party at Eden Park. Let's hear from Ruby Tui. Yeah, look, um, we definitely won't shy away from the fact that we're new um, as a team, you know, but the thing about that, it makes us hungry and it forces us to grow really quickly. So I'm, um, I'm actually pretty proud of the way the girls turned that around and reacted and um, we needed to change a few things and we did. So, you know, I think it was um, actually amazing growth. I definitely want to replay that first half, but yeah, you know, good things take time and part of um, rugby is being patient and growing and um, fixing what you need to. So... Definitely got to give it up to our forwards, man. They really um, turned around, changed the game for us, gave us top quality ball. Um, and then thankfully, you know, Bex did something, so it was good. It's a World Cup. You've got to be onto it tactically. You've got to be aware. Um, and thankfully, we were all on the same page about it. So hard conversations, but ones that needed to be had and ones that I'm proud of. See. And, and and very proud, Chris, because in truth, this is a match that one would have never expected to end in the fashion that it did. Because after half an hour, Australia was leading 17-0. Mm. Not to mention the fact that that's sacrilege at Eden Park. But the Black Ferns coming back into it and how. Incredible character. Um, and this is not a match that they could have lost. It's, it's the first game of the tournament. It's sold out crowd. And also it's the Women's Rugby World Cup. And they promised us a show. We talked about it on Friday where I think it was Ruby Tui specifically who said, you know, 
what? We want to come out and we want to put on a show. Mm. And that's absolutely what they did. They came on, they put on a show, they managed to get that win back, which I think is a critical win for them, especially considering the history that the Wallaroos had not managed to beat them for so long. So mm. I think it's really good that they were able to come back. But slow starts like this, not great, especially in a tournament. Yeah, and uh, fixing it is, is great. But uh, in the next game, they'll need to put a, put down a marker uh, to say that, listen, we are New Zealand and we know how. Well, it, it was the uh, toughest uh, game of the of the group stages. So uh, I, I know Chris has pointed out to slow starts, but this is the best time to have a slow start. Yeah. Uh, enough, yeah. Especially if you register a win against your biggest opponent in the group and then you can look to get better because tournaments are all about peaking at the right time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some good teams who unfortunately peak at the wrong time and they peak mm-hmm. too early mm-hmm. and then when you get to the knockout stages they've got nothing left in the tank. Uh, and so this game here I think would have pointed to the New Zealand Brains Trust a lot of areas where they're currently deficient in. If you take a look at the performances I think that were put uh, on the board by England specifically in the second half because in the first half themselves England wasn't too flash mm-hmm. uh, against Fiji. Uh, Fiji yeah, yeah, yeah. was uh, punching way above their weight, mm-hmm. uh, rattled England uh, somewhat uh, but uh, in the second half England got so much right yeah. uh, and were able to control that and score ruthlessly uh, yeah. to put Fiji to the sword and then if you take a look at the performance by France as well mm, mm, against mm. a decent South Africa side that again was another performance that put a marker down yeah. so I think New Zealand will be looking at those two sides and saying you know what hang on we've got time to improve and grow into this tournament the good thing about this tournament is that it's a long tournament yeah, yeah, yeah. matches are being played only at the weekend so right. you know playing a game every three, four, five days. No, yeah. you've got a whole month. Recovery to, yeah, time. Recovery time. Fix it, yeah. fix the tactics exactly. and make sure that you get it right. So yeah. you can grow into the tournament because one of the things that didn't work for New Zealand leading into this tournament, they didn't have a lot of game time in comparison with your Northern Hemisphere uh, counterparts who have played mm. a lot more rugby. But just going back to this game, Barry, I want to uh, point out to the uh, performance and the influence uh, of one particular player, uh, mm-hmm. Stacey Fleur. Yeah. Uh, she was absolutely fantastic. Mm. She was the catalyst. She's the reason why New Zealand won this game. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we don't see her name on the board as mm. far as tries are concerned, right, right. but just in terms of the way that she just created the space for others mm. and ran mm. that midfield. I mean, yeah. she's a phenomenal player and she's quite easily New Zealand's most important player at this moment. You've got the likes of Portia Woodman who's been around for a long time but Stacey Fleur she's just got that X factor and that X factor and that X, it's that X factor that made New Zealand so destructive in that second half uh, Chris just looking at their group Wales and Scotland uh, complete the group with New Zealand and Australia and uh, you think to yourself as Mike is pointing out that was their sterner test sternest mm test for the Black Ferns. They'll want to make sure that the games against Wales and Scotland, nothing is a gimme at any World Cup, uh, but if they need to get things right, they'll want to get things right against the quote-unquote lesser opposition. Yeah, they need to ensure that they do get those wins again, like we talked about that win uh, Fiji and England and the way France performed as well. Mm. It's about putting a marker down in the tournament yeah. and I think if New Zealand is able to go into the rest of their um, pool matches and able to get convincing wins against those teams, I think they'll be great for the rest of the tournament. And the great thing is that uh, England and France are going to take each other on because they're both in Pool C. Okay, let's give you the results from the weekend. Pool A, uh, like we said, New Zealand 
41-17 winners over Australia. Uh, while Wales beat Scotland 18-15 in a tight affair. Pool B, the USA beaten by Italy 22-10. Uh, while Canada were too strong for Japan 41-5. They ran out winners. Uh, that result that Mike was talking about in Pool C, uh, France too strong for uh, South Africa 40-5. That one ended. And then England imperious in that second half. It ended 84 for England, 19 for Fiji. Hello, my name is Ibn Etsimid. I play for the Stormers and the Springboks. You're listening to ZFM. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We begin in Australia where Alex Hales whacked 84 or 51 balls as he spearheaded England's eight-run victory over Australia in the first T20 international yesterday. Hales put on 132 in just 11.2 overs with skipper Joss Butler as the pair provided the bulk of the runs in England's 208 for six. Australia were restricted to 200 for nine in their chase in the T20 World Cup warm-up encounter. Head over to the United States. Draymond Green is taking time away from the Golden State Warriors after punching T made Jordan Poole during a practice altercation. Leaked footage displayed the twenty, the 32-year-old squaring up to Paul and striking the guard in the face before teammates and staff jumped in to split the pair. Green has since apologized to the rest of the team as well as Paul and his family, although it is yet to be confirmed what discipline he will face for his actions. And we'll touch down in Singapore where Max Verstappen won a chaotic rain short in Japanese Grand Prix to seal his second Formula One championship amid huge confusion after a race where only 29 of the 53 scheduled laps were completed due to heavy rain at Suzuka. Verstappen was crowned champion after a five-second penalty for Charles Leclerc dropped him to second behind Sergio Perez. Do not miss tomorrow's show. We're going to talk about this in depth on the Zamoko Formula One report. Barcelona Premier Soccer League, La Liga, Serie A, the English Premier League, the Bundesliga. It all comes together with the Castle on the Castle Lager World Football Report. All right, send us your thoughts on our WhatsApp platform 0731-168-045. No doubt a lot of you have got comments on the football that was played over the weekend. Uh, let's kick it off in Germany. Your Bundesliga weekend results. Hoffenheim beaten at home by Werder Bremen 2-1. Leipzig and Mainz playing out a 1-0 draw. Whilst Xavi Alonso, the former Liverpool and Real Madrid midfielder, got his managerial career to a barnstorming start with a 4-0 victory for Bayer Leverkusen over Schalke off a very good game this one and very good goals scored Augsburg and Wolfsburg one all draw Bochum too good for Frankfurt 3-0 Borussia Mönchengladbach banged five past Cologne who could only manage two in reply Freuberg and Hertha Berlin two all draw in the capital while Stuttgart went down at home 1-0 to Union Berlin now Borussia Dortmund's Anthony Modest headed in a last gasp equaliser to complete a sensational two-goal comeback as Dortmund snatched a two-all draw against arch-rivals Bayern Munich in Der Klassiker, which teammate Jude Bellingham said felt like a win. I haven't really got words for it, to be honest. You know, they come here for the last, I think, eight games and they've always beaten us. And, you know, we haven't got the three points, but I think the bigger picture is the, the vibe and the energy that that draw gives off and that the way we kind of got back into the game that's the important takeaway and that's why it maybe feels like a win because it sets us up so well for the next games you know um, 
the atmosphere in the change room is going to be brilliant. Um, but now it's up to us to take it into the next games. I think the moral of the story is everyone should just stop talking, to be honest. I think everyone's just got to stop talking and let players play. You know, you put all this pressure on players and, you know, they end up making you look quite silly. Not you, but they end up making you look quite silly when they go and put one in the, in the back of the net in 90 plus four and then the other one scores uh, to get us back into the game. So, yeah, we've got complete faith in both of them. Even after he missed the chance, I seen Emre go over to him straight away and said he'll get another one. And he did, and that's the kind of vibe that we've got in this team now. And, you know, the rest is just suppose. Jude Billingham, 19 years old, Barry. Such a mature head on young shoulders. And uh, you've got to say that uh, he speaks well, understands the game very well as well. And he's already showing signs of leadership at such a young age. And I dare say for me, he's a future England captain, quite possibly Liverpool captain. You heard it here first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's, <laughs> let's talk about the game, Barry. Yeah. Two or draw. Yeah. What? A hugely entertaining game this was. Phenomenal. Uh, and uh, listen, if you want to to watch a classic, uh, we've got uh, our classical coming up this weekend. Hopefully it serves up the same. But the Classica has absolutely lived up to its billing. I mean, this past weekend was phenomenal. The, and the last-minute nature with which uh, Borussia Dortmund worked their, themselves back into the game. And, and in truth, it was coming. Uh, because you, you, they, you, they never you stopped see, believing. They never stopped believing. And like Jude Bellingham is saying, and I agree with you, absolute mature show. Shoulders, future Liverpool captain for sure. Um, the, he, 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 he leads the team with such grace uh, um, uh, and that leadership I think gave them the, 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 the boost that they required because it was wave after wave of attack and Anthony Modest should have got a goal before that. Yeah. Missed the chance uh, but they kept believing and kept knocking on the door and eventually the, uh, Bayern Munich had to open. Wayne from Italy says the problem with my B, BVB is that they conceded too many goals first. The defence is still shaking. That remains the problem is that Alois uh, where Borussia Dortmund the defence isn't yet as solid as it should be uh, to really maintain uh, you know uh, consistent performances over the course of a season. Uh, in this game you know you go down 2-0 to Bayern Munich you give yourself a mountain to climb. Yeah, most definitely, Michael. If you look at the defense, they, they, it's not strong. You know, when I look at them, I don't. It, they don't give confidence. You know, each time Bayern was attacking, especially in the first half, you could actually feel they might just score. I think Bayern Munich could have scored uh, more than more than two goals if they had really uh, been uh, been, uh, been, been, efficient. been efficient. They could they could have. They, they Borussia Dortmund gave Bayern Munich a lot of chances. They gave them chances to score, but I was just happy with the way they uh, they responded attacking wise. They were very dangerous going forward and it looked especially towards the end of the match it really looked like they were going to grab one back you know when they got one back I thought it was okay that consolation is here because I thought yes you know they fought for it they really kept kept on going they didn't they didn't sit back and say ah 2-0 down then we're out but then when they scored one I actually thought it was a consolation goal but hey boy they, they kept on coming they kept on coming and uh, I was happy you know I'm a, I'm a Dortmund fan oh. I was happy that eventually that goal came but like we say that I think they need to sort out their defense because as long as the defense is that porous it will be very difficult to, uh, to I, I, win I, especially I, important I, I know you want things to be competitive Alois in, in Germany uh, would it help if I tell you that right now the top six teams are separated by just five points yeah, it's the beginning of the season. Yes, I. I, I it's also it's, the beginning of a season in which Bayern Munich uh, has drawn four 
of its nine matches and we've talked about teams closing the gap uh, Chris yeah. uh, in the Bundesliga I know a lot of people will take a look at Bayern Munich and say you know what it's not all the same Bayern Munich but I believe that the teams around them are improving yes the teams around them are definitely improving and I think especially this season we're not seeing the same Bayern Munich we're seeing a bit of a different Bayern Munich in terms of there's a hole that needs to be plugged. Um, the Lewandowski hole in terms of the go- those goals has not been plugged. So we're yeah. seeing a bit of a different um, Bayern Munich. So all of the other teams, I think, have an extra edge this season while Bayern Munich f- sorts itself out in terms of the dominance that they used to go into this league with. Right. Uh, I'm going to give all of you, uh, okay, if you guys got Oliver Kahn's job today, Okay, he's the man who's calling all the shots at uh, Bayern Munich right now. Chris has just talked about a hole that needs to be plucked, Lewandowski, and we know it's not easy to replace good players. Mm-hmm. But if you were given a stash of cash, okay, January, who do you sign, Barry Benandi? For that, for that number nine role because right now Ooh. they've been playing Sabitza in there they've yeah. tried uh, Mane in that advanced mm. central position it isn't quite working blank check uh, yeah a blank, blank check. check obviously uh, listen realistic okay? realistic yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we, we make we make a massive tilt for Harry Kane for Harry Kane yeah. in January yeah. I don't think it works because I said realistic are we playing pretend yeah. or not no no no, no. Uh, realistic we've got to be realistic Daniel Lee we would not sell Harry Kane in January. It has to be someone who can be sold. S- someone who rea- you can realistically get. Okay, so if you go on and say, oh no, we- we- we're going to get Holland. That's no, not realistic. That's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. That's why I didn't say Holland. Yeah. And I didn't say Lewandowski. Mm. I mean, going back to, to buy. Who would you get to, to plug that hole? Shucks. Good strikers are, are a premium, right? They're That's the thing. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're, it's, it's, it's not going to be an easy whole alloys yeah. to, to plug that one because the sort of player who comes in and slots in immediately uh, and gives you those goals and is able to play the Bayern Munich way. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are very few players who will be able to play that role. Yeah, it's very it's very difficult. You see, uh, the thing with Lewandowski is that he was not your ordinary striker. No. You know, he could drop in, he get involved, runs, sometimes get involved go wide. Play, and he could actually uh, conjure up chances when you didn't even think that there was going to be a goal. He can actually manufacture chances. So it's, it's, uh, it's very difficult. So if I'm given that check, uh, I would find it very difficult to replace Lewandowski. But uh, out by someone, you know, I'd shock you if I say that I've seen a revival of somebody who I always uh, criticize. Give me the name. Here. Give me the name. I would think Morata can actually fit. Mor- no. Yes. Pardon? Yes. Alvaro Morata. Wash your mouth yes. out with soap and water. I know. I know you would say that. <laughs> That's disgusting. Let's move on. So he said what? Morata, but yeah. I think it's within the realms of possibility oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's You're talking thing. about realistic. Uh, yeah. yeah, once you bring, you know, let's be realistic about yeah. it then. Because, and, and I think Morata, I don't think he'd give you the 30 goals that uh, Lewandowski gives you, but I think he'll manage 20. Yeah, I think I, that I he agree. will. I think he'll be, he'll be more effective than Mane or Sabita uh, playing yeah. in, in central attack for sure. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Well, I think you, so. You've made a case for it. Yeah. But Harry Kane come uh, end, of this, end of the season. Yeah. I think if you went in with a bid uh, considering his age now yeah. and especially if Tottenham don't manage to sort of like um, stay in the Champions League places yeah. and so forth. Silver, I think yeah. if you went in with 100 million uh, I think they'll, they'll be able to shake hands on that yeah, and say, you know Daniel what, uh, you, you, you can have him. Uh, that is, of course, our report out of Germany. Coming up next, we dive into Italy and Spain.
Nerazzurri, the Black and Blues, Inter Milan. Barella, and of all the people, of all the people, Arturo Vidal. The Giallo Rossi, the Yellow and Reds, AS Roma. Pedro, he'll have a go, oh. it scores! Sensational goal from Pedro, as Roma doubled their lead in the derby. La Viola, the purple ones, Fiorentina. Great support play, wonderful goal, and Castrovilli 2-2 two two for him. What a fine breakaway goal from Fiorentina. The Bianconeri, the black and whites, Juventus. Ronaldo seals yet another three points for Juventus. Tough yet colourful, the best of Italian football on Z. Let's go into Italy and uh, Napoli striker Giovanni Simeone has hailed his side's consistent run of form uh, as they took command of Serie A with a 4-1 win at Cremonese which moved his team two points clear at the top. And of course Atalanta had briefly taken the league uh, lead after a 2 all draw at Udinese earlier on Sunday but Napoli put themselves back on top with a two-point cushion after that win versus uh, Cremonese in Cremona. Their lead the running uh, Alois uh, Napoli uh, by two points over Atalanta and then Udinese is in third so some very unfamiliar names at the top of Serie A at the moment the champions Milan are in fourth place and so you've got to say I think at some point people are going to have to start giving uh, Napoli the respect they deserve because not only are they just on top they are also playing phenomenal football I think they're the top scoring side right now uh, in Serie A they're also the top scoring side in the Champions League. Yeah, uh, Michael, if you look back at the match that they played against uh, Liverpool, then you can actually see why they are on top in CIA right now because they are playing scintillating football. Mm. Fast breaks, skillful players, and they players they can actually do anything on the ball they're running into the box the entries into the box it's it's amazing you know i'm not i'm not surprised to be honest that they are playing like that i also i actually believe that if they keep the consistency they can actually win this this is their time but this, this is, is their, their chance this is their year that they can win this championship if they maintain this type of play that they and if you, if you consider Barry, that they are without Osiman. Their, their main attacker their main right striker, now yeah, and yeah. they still manage to get goals from different parts of the pitch. I mean, yeah. their wingers are yeah. scoring, mm-hmm. uh, their attackers are scoring, yeah. midfielders are scoring, guys who are coming off the bench are scoring. I no, mean, no, uh, they're, they're on a roll right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that they've, they've got, uh, the, the stars are almost aligned for them because uh, yeah. all of their yeah. good players are playing well at the moment. Uh, Zombo Angisa, uh, last last time out, last season, was up and down. Uh, when he had a good game, he was fantastic. When he was uh, had a bad game, he was anonymous. And now he's having a consistent run of games in that midfield. So when you've got all your good players showing up, then you're going to be on top of the league with two, uh, two-point cushion. All right. Uh, your key results out of Italy this past weekend. Uh, Sassuolo went down uh, 2-1 at home to Internationale. AC Milan won the big game of the weekend. Uh, they beat Juventus uh, 2-0. Whilst Roma uh, scored an important 2-1 win over Lecce. And of course, uh, they'll be now sweating over the fitness of Paolo Dybala, uh, who of course got injured in that match will he be available for Argentina come the World Cup there is Monday Night Football and it's La Viola Fiorentina they take on Lazio uh, and that should be an interesting game over to Spain and in Spain of course uh, there weren't big wins uh, for uh, Real Madrid or Barcelona the weekend before El Clasico but they still managed to register important victories that see them neck and neck at the top of 
of the standings. And I think it was important just from a psychological point of view, Chris, for both sides mm. that none of them dropped points because that's the last thing you want heading into a big game. Yeah, balance. Balance is so, so key um, going into El Clasico. And I think it also gives a bit more of a build-up um, in terms of the entertainment value because you can't really say, especially now because they're neck and neck. It's a positive build-up. It's a positive yeah, build-up. Yeah. And what we know of um, La Liga is that this particular game, the points dropped or gained in this particular game could be those two or, two or three points that make the difference at the end of the season. So critical, critical game for both of these teams. And it's good that they go in at level pegging. All right. Uh, other important results, Sevilla and Athletic Club are played out a very entertaining one-all draw. Watch that game. My goodness. It has played at 180 miles an hour. Atletico Madrid continued their revival with a 2-1 win against Girona at the Metropolitano. They are now up to fourth place and they are now just six points behind uh, their arch rivals Real Madrid as well as Barcelona. Let's move to the English Premier League where no doubt you are all waiting for but <laughs> we'll tell you there's action tonight in Spain. It's Elche taking on Real Mallorca. All the rivalry. Goal for Liverpool early on Derby Day. All the stars. Cut back and De Bruyne. He made that look easy and I promise you it wasn't. And all the game-changing moments. Aubameyang, can he find a way through? You bet he can. That is top, top class. All the updates from the Premier League on ZFM Sport. Message here says hello guys. Thanks as always for a brilliant show. This is Mo- Maurice or Morris. I think it's Maurice. You know Maurice in England. He says I know the season is in its infancy, but uh, this is for you and I, Barry. For Barry and Hi. Mike, you guys being Liverpudlians, uh, what do you think is the problem, if any? Well, we are getting to that just now, <laughs> Maurice. <laughs> Hang on to your hat because we're talking about the English Premier League. Well, first of all, we give you the results, of course of the matches that were played over the weekend. Bournemouth uh, with a come from behind a victory over Leicester City 2-1. Chelsea too good for Wolves 3-0. Manchester City uh, imperious, not at their best but still clinical versus Southampton 4-0. Holland with just the one goal. Surprise, surprise. Newcastle thumped Brentford 5-1. They looked a proper top six or top four side there, Newcastle. Uh, fantastic work that is being done in St. James's Park. Tottenham down to Brighton 1-0 uh, Harry Kane with the goal Crystal Palace 2-1 victors over Leeds United and West Ham 3-1 victors over Fulham in a mini London derby there were also some notable achievements as Cristiano Ronaldo registered his 700th club goal of his career and of course that was in Manchester's uh, Manchester United's 2-1 win over Everton last night Alois and you've got to say you know what phenomenal phenomenal achievement for Cristiano Ronaldo uh, and scoring I think is what he enjoys and does best. He hasn't had a lot of uh, opportunities this season because he's been on the bench and in this game uh, he showed or once again reminded Eric Ten Hag and the United faithful what he's capable of. Yeah, a brilliant uh, performance uh, you know, uh, achievement as well 700 goals is not a job. You know, he was searching for this goal. You remember when he played in the uh, Europa Cup 
in that match he was searching for that goal he tried you know he was actually hunting for it he couldn't get it mm. uh, he, i think that that was playing in his head that number 700 number 700 and eventually he actually gets it you know uh he's number 7 he's scoring number 7 so shall we call him now CR700 <laughs> chris how about yeah, that for a hashtag like chris <laughs> CR700 <laughs> it's already started it's already um, started. i think i saw a few publications that have actually already cut they they did the cancellation of the 007 mm. and then 700 change it to 700 oh there we go but uh, of course uh, the main highlight of the weekend was the game at the emirates uh, between arsenal and uh, liverpool and bukayo saka says winning against liverpool is a sign of the growth of the team you know the last 2 3 years liverpool have been a team we've, we've struggled against and you know to to win today in front of our fans is special and it shows you know how much we're progressing and yeah we just want to continue to put in performances like this because you know we can achieve good things it gives us more confidence because you know they're a fantastic team and we have a lot of respect for them so yeah see Barry the team lost your team lost I wasn't surprised Chris will tell you that on Friday <laughs> uh I thought I actually thought you know what 3-2 uh you know I, I thought we were going to be thumped uh but um I, I think for Arsenal I think you know what it would take away from Arsenal's victory if we center too much on Liverpool's deficiencies yeah, yeah, yeah. because Liverpool what what we got here is an Arsenal side that I think uh is beginning to send out a statement to the rest of the league that they here to play they here to compete yeah. and whilst they may not have the same fear factor that man city has yeah. but all arsenal can do is keep on winning the games that they have to win and sooner or later people are going to have to take them seriously because it's not a one on one competition with man city yeah 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 arsenal all just they have to do is beat the other ones around themselves yeah, uh, and at some point man city will drop points i mean let's see how man city does against liverpool this yeah. coming weekend for yeah, example it, it, it was a statement win and and i agree with you look better talk about the team in number 1 than the team in number 10 i'll spare you the uh, anguish bell <laughs> and Arsenal are showing that they you know what um there's, there's a couple of things I saw uh I saw an Arsenal team that ran harder worked harder than than, than Liverpool mm-hmm. yesterday number one number two I also saw a lot more steel in the in the Arsenal leadership setup. there's leadership. now leadership in that team 100% I saw them fighting for one another I saw the fans fighting for the players as well so I think it's uh, what you always talk about Alan is that, yep. that the, the, the everything is unified everybody's working for the same goal so I think Arsenal has got that right and that's going to carry them certainly to Champions League qualification let's see how high up they can finish they might just sneak this and Alois one of the things that we saw I mean we can talk about all the things on the field of play but off the field of play it looks like the fans at the Emirates are starting to believe because it used to be a dead place mm. the fans would show up but not really have any belief that you know what the team was going to perform but now the singing is back uh, and uh, that's creating an atmosphere I think that makes it very hostile for visiting teams yeah I think I think uh, at first uh, the, uh, people, uh, the, the fans were still doubtful you know they, they were not so sure about their team mm. you know even in, even in this game against Liverpool they were not uh, really singing at first you know but when when they went to zero up I think that's when when they started thinking you know what we can actually, we, we can actually do this, do this. yeah, yeah. But, then they, they they started but I, what i liked the most mm. about arsenal mike is uh, they didn't defend when they were leading 3-2 mm. towards the end of the match but they, they didn't defend they actually controlled the game they, they were actually very comfortable they knocked the ball around mm. you know that's actually a hallmark of a very of, of a team that can yeah. change and and yes. the belief is there i'll tell you a, a quick story guys about belief i mean listen so this guy here uh this is gusanya tumamisha uh, uh 
a visiting teacher comes in. I think she was from Germany or somewhere. And a uh, young lady comes in. Uh, and then she hooks up with this guy. Uh, one of the what? local guys. <laughs> I think he actually worked at the mill. Uh, wow. Uh, but uh, it's reported, Guti, because I got a teacher. Anzi, this one night, he was just spotted. And he was actually talking to himself uh, and to a certain part of his anatomy. Anzi, Belief is a wonderful thing. You gotta believe, you know. So he didn't believe that, you know what, in his life that a white woman would suddenly come along and that he would have a relationship with a white woman. It's just beyond the realms of imagination. So he had to talk to himself. Sean, it's official. We don't deserve radio. This is our final show. We'll get you tomorrow, five after six. May God really bless you. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. But Andy, out. And it's Messi. It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behavior. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that the arrogance can think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Madod, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.